This episode of The Startup Life is brought to you by People Ready. Startup Nation, you have a lot on your plate. The last thing you need to stress about is finding quality staff or the available work you need to be successful. Save time and headache by working with a trusted staffing partner that meets your everyday needs. People Ready is a national staffing provider with over 600 locations across the country and 30 plus years of experience serving people just like you. They specialize in a variety of industries including retail, manufacturing, logistics, general cleaning, hospitality, construction, and more. People Ready understands that you're busy and on the go. That's where their mobile app, JobStack, comes in. Use the app to place orders or find work 24-7 or wherever you are. And as social distancing continues to change the way we interact with customers, colleagues, and our everyday lives, JobStack provides the ability to find the right temporary workers or work you need while eliminating the amount of physical touch points needed in the staffing process. Visit PeopleReady.com forward slash Startup Life to learn more about how you can partner with PeopleReady. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. I Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, some things just needs to be shaken up, right? whether it be healthcare, education, or even the home insurance space. Today's guest knows a little something about that last one. He is an MBA graduate at the University of Chicago. He was also a former consultant at McKinsey & Company, and he is the founder and CEO of Hippo, a company that is reimagining home insurance through the lens of homeowners. He is a soft Juan. A.W., what's up, man? All good. Thanks for having me. No worries. Hey, you know what? Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today? Because we can definitely use your help. Uh, bring it on. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go with it. All right. So first things first, man, let's just share your origin story with us, if you don't mind, good sir. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. So usually there is a very sexy origin story uh-huh. of, uh, you know, I was, I was driving and this and this, and I couldn't believe, or I was buying a home. And I was shocked that you can't do something, you know, this is usually the origin story and the press love it. And everybody loves that kind of stuff, including the VCs. Okay. Sadly, this is not my story. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, my, the way that I start my companies is usually very much uh, research-based. Mm, I gotcha. sit down, I realize I, I have in me, uh, you know, a business. I define high characteristics. I want massive TAM. I want renewable kind of uh, repeated business. I have all kinds of characteristics. And then I sit down and I read. And I just read and read and read. And then I zoom in on several domains. So insurance was one of these domains. I also looked at uh, disrupting logistics and direct-to-consumer brand. I looked at different kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then I dissect the entire supply chain. And I see if there is something with disproportionate value to be had. In my case... I was looking at insurance as one of the verticals I was looking into. And the stat that really captured my eye was the fact that when I, when I started the company in 2015, the average age of an agent in the U.S. was 58, mm. uh, which is, by the way, now north of 60. So gotcha. it's going in one clear direction. Right. 87% of new agents in the profession were leaving the profession within less than three years. And when you tie these two things together, then you think, okay, it's like a social security where uh, it's going to go bankrupt. 
There's right. more people that are retiring than in, and not enough people that are actually joining. Right. And because of that, I thought that the simpler lines in insurance, they have to go direct because there's not going to be enough people that are actually going to sell the simpler line in insurance. And that's how we started uh, EPO, in essence, being the, you know, call it the GEICO of home insurance or the progressive of home insurance, basically mm-hmm. building a direct homeowner insurance. That's how we started. So there's no real origination story of a, of a cool story. It's very data-driven and analytics and something that really, really bugs me. And I need to sort out and understand what's the reasoning for this number. Understood. You know what? I actually appreciate that origin story. And the reason I say that is because, you know, how we have like reality TV shows and it's scripted and stuff like that. And when in actuality, if you actually follow someone around with a camera, the life would be actually pretty boring. And in, in your origin story, I'm not saying that it's boring, but it's more so to the like, it's not all uh, flashy and stuff like that. It's data driven. It's research driven. It's to the point, uh, which kind of leads to a, you know, a, a more sustainable, more successful company. So I appreciate you sharing that and being transparent about that. It's also, it's also the fact that, you know, I need to bring myself for the right level of conviction. So, right. you know, it's not a, a VC that I need to bring to put the money. It's, it's my time. I have VC have 10, 12, 15 different investments. I have one investment right. that I'm committing to do in the next 10 years. I really want to have a very high level of certainty before I'm committing my life to something that this is the right opportunity and the right uh, route. And there is, you know, that's where I want to spend my time. For sure. And because of that, sadly, it has to be very analytical. I need to do a process as if I'm a VC and I'm doing it for myself and it's okay with my spouse. And it's, uh, there's a lot more stuff that comes into play when I'm making this decision. Thank you for sharing that. So kind of tell us a little bit about Hippo and why is it different from just getting your normal run-of-the-mill home insurance? I'll tell you why. It's, it's actually very different. Okay. And it's different because in, in our mind, what we're doing is modernizing homeowner insurance. Right. And you can ask, okay, what, what is modernizing? And it has several components. Mm-hmm. The first one is we're enabling you to purchase however you want. With most companies, you can only purchase the other agent, or you can purchase direct. Or you, we're agnostic. You, you as a customer would always get the same price, and we enable you to purchase however you want. If it's via your mortgage company, do it with that. If you're via other insurance company, independent agent, or just go to hippo.com. If you want to do it without an agent, with an agent, with a chat, over a phone, we are agnostic. We are customer-centric, and we want to make sure that you can purchase however you want. That's one. Second thing is coverage. If you if you have the time and you have and probably don't have the time, you're gonna and you have the chance to look at your home insurance policy, you and read it, which nobody does. What you're actually going to see is that you're covered for things like fur coats, pewterboard, china, silverware, mausoleums, and crypts. You're covered for five thousand mm. dollars, and uh, gold bullion and stamp collections and tape cassette. These are things that you're covered. But you know what? Your home office and the equipment that you're recording this uh, podcast with is not covered. Electronics capped at $2,000, which is probably what you have in the bag, in the backpack, is worth more than that. Right. Bicycle, camping equipment, strollers, tons of stuff is actually not covered. Second component of coverage, usually an exuberant amount of fees. On average, $170 of fees comes with every policy. And I mean, initiation fee, policy fee, inspection fee, cancellation fee. You have companies that basically tells you that they're going to insure you, Dominic, and then they have 60 days to make sure that they approve that uh, policy. And in that 60 days, they decided not to insure you, and now they're latching a cancellation fee on you, which basically means you told me you were going to insure me, 
And then you decided you're not insuring me, and now I need to pay you for not insuring me. Mm. And that's how it, it's just it's just completely ridiculous. And the and the and the last component, which is also very interesting, when it comes to coverage, is at the beginning when we started the company, I tried to find a proxy for the problems in insurance. And the best proxy we found for what the problem is, we went to the, some of the websites of the Department of Insurance and download thousands of complaints that individuals made against insurance companies. Mm. This is people that, this is not a one star. This is a minus five star. This is Dominic was so pissed at his insurance company. He said, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to you know, go with it. I'm going to go to the Department of Insurance and I'm going to file a complaint. And what you realize is that the problem is with claims. And you're going to say, of course, it's obvious. That's where the problem. But it's actually not with claims. The problem is that Dominic thought is covered for something that is actually not covered for. You right. had a tree in the backyard that lifted the sewage, and you're calling your agent and say, listen, I have $11,000 damage in the sewage. What can I do? And then the answer you're going to get is, I'm really, really sorry, Dominic. You never bought service line. Right. And you're going to shout at him and like, what the hell are you talking about? What is service <laughs> right. line? Exactly. Yeah. That, that connects the municipality to your home. And sadly, it's not part of your home insurance. And you know what? It's not the only caveat. You have an explosion of your HVAC. That's equipment breakdown. You have a surge of water coming from the sewage. That's water backup. Mm-hmm. You bought a house from 1987, but the damage happened in 2026. And the city of Palo Alto passed all kinds of ordinance and laws. So you, can't have, you don't have enough money to rebuild your house according to the spec that is in 2026. Right. That's not covered. There's so many things that pisses people off. And we decided that we have to give them the most comprehensive coverage. So our coverage at HIPPO is the most modern as well as the most comprehensive. All of our policies have equipment breakdown, service line, water backup, and all of these things because we think that that's the right thing for for people. And the last last component is the following thing. We, 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 We call ourselves a proactive insurance company. Think about your experience with an insurance company. You have a crappy onboarding experience at day one. Usually it takes you two to three days to get hold of, a, of an agent. You would need to answer 70 questions. How far you are from a fire hydrant? When was the last time your roof was replaced? What's your inner wall materials? You don't know how to answer 50% of them. And then after nine years, you have a claim experience that you actually, that A, is going to be horrible, and B, you know upfront is going to be a horrible experience. So what we do is we change the onboarding experience. It takes a minute. We pre-fill all of the stuff for you. We know all of this uh, information from different data sources. And then after nine years, God forbid, you have a claim. That's our money time. That's how we look at it. That's the, 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 the real purpose of the company is to treat and take care of our customers in their time of need. So we have a claim concierge available 24-7, and we take care of our customers. And what keeps me awake at night is this nine-year time frame that Dominic is a HIPPO customer. Right. Where insurance companies don't call you a customer. They call you a policyholder. Right. You need to say thank you that they allow you to hold their policy. And it's a ridiculous thing. And nobody wants to talk to you because everybody's hoping that in the renewal, we're keeping our fingers crossed that you're actually going to be able to you know, to renew. So we're doing it with three things and we're trying to bring you value. And the, the best value that we can align is we basically realize that the best claim experience is if we can help you avoid having a claim in the first place. Sure. So we're giving IoT devices, all kinds of smart sensors to all of our customers. We keep on monitoring your home on an ongoing basis, making sure that you're constantly insured for what you should be insured. And if I see there is a discoloration on the roof, I'm going to send you a roofer to fix the, the 
the roof way before a leak is going to happen. Right. And then we have uh, something that we call telemaintenance. All of our customers uh, have availability of basically telemaintenance. You can call our call center and let's say you want to do a construction project in your home. You can ask them to help you find some more contractors. If you, uh, you want to install a shelf, they'll help you via video how to install a shelf. Anything to take care of your home, they're there to help you take care of it. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that. You know, and you bring up a lot uh, when you talk about the home insurance space, you know, and you talked about this earlier about like a lot of the agents uh, are kind of north of 60 now. And so I, I imagine most of those agents who are north of 60 are not thinking about IOT devices. They're not thinking of telemaintenance, you know, issues. And so that's definitely a, a really great differentiating factor. And I also want to ask you uh, about this. And you you kind of talked about it when you talked about referring to uh, customers or clients as opposed to uh, policyholders. Startup Nation, you know, in the past 12 months, Hippo has grown uh, its total written premiums in 200 to $270 million, growing at 140% year over year. And so what I want to ask is about in the beginning days of Hippo, right? Because we know you, you talked about this at great length earlier about like that reputation that insurance has, right? So in those opening days of, of Hippo uh, and, and you're trying to get people you know, to not roll their eyes when they hear home insurance or just insurance in general. What are some of those other tactics that you use to try to get people to understand that we're different? We're not we're not business as usual when it comes to the home insurance space. Yeah, it's a very, very good question. Uh, and it's very difficult to educate people to stuff that don't want to be educated. Absolutely. So, you know, nobody, you know, nobody wants to read about their insurance and I can keep on telling and then doing all of these things. But, uh, you know, some people would want to hear and most people wouldn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And the way that you do it is actually two ways. You help spread the word as much as you can, and you're jumping on amazing shows like you, Appreciate like your show, uh, and then reach out to as many people and tell the story because the, this is a, an amazing platform to actually tell the story. Mm-hmm. But the more important thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a very simple guy, and I live by very simple truth. And I think the simple truth that I live by is, very simple stuff like, you know, you say what you do, you do what you say. I think it's not complicated, but it's something I live by. Right. And another thing that you realize is, is with regards to customers, is something I keep on telling the, the team over and over. It's uh, you earn trust in inches and you lose it in yards. Mm. So whenever we have a touch point with a customer, we need to make sure we don't F it up. Right. We're there. We're taking care of our customers. You do above and beyond. This is a customer in the time of need. There was a burglary in their house. There was a massive water leak when they wake up and it's in the basement. There's a total of fire, God forbid, with a fire that's going on, ramping in you know, all of California. This is a very stressful time. You need to triage. You need to lower the stress level. You need to take care of these customers as if it's your family. And the more we're taking care of our, our customers in a certain way, the more they refer customers because that's not the experience that they use from another insurance company. Usually when something happened, it happened in, in bulk. So, you know, when you have a fire, it's not the only house that had fires, several homes around it. Right. And we're very, and, and we're very differentiated than anybody else. And that's how, you know, you, you win it by inches, right. but it starts to move fast and more and more people start to hear about it. And as long as you're consistent and you stand by your, you know, what you believe in and you deliver on what you promise, then you're going to win. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the, 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 the mantra of, you know, by inches, right? Cause I know you're not in all, you know, 50 states just yet, but inch by inch, you're, you're, you're getting close uh, to that mark. Talk about that process of expanding. I know there's probably regulation, uh, you know, issues that yeah. you kind of have to go over and stuff like that. Totally understand that. But talk about that, 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 that process of scaling, uh, to more states as you move forward. Yeah. So insurance is a very interesting product. Mm-hmm. There are 50 states in the U.S., there are 50 regulators. Right. So 50 Department of Insurance, 50 Department of Insurance Commissioners. Now, also, uh, while I would say 70% of the policy and, uh, and the components of the insurance is the same all across, different states have different characteristics. Florida has hurricanes, and Texas, depends on where, has uh, hail and has tornadoes in some other areas, and California and, and Arizona might have fires. Right. Uh, so each each and each and each place also care about different things. California, it's very customer centric. You're not allowed to run to, to run credit score, so you need to come up with different methods to actually price risk. Different states have different components, and filing is a state by state, which is very cumbersome for a startup. So uh, it's not an easy thing. We have a big actuarial department. We have a big legal department. We also believe in having the right relationship with the different regulators as opposed to come in and break things, which some startups did. This is just not our modus operandi. That's not how we act. We come, we educate, we sit, before we're entering a market, we're trying to schedule a meeting and say, listen, this is who we are. This is where we sell. This is what we believe our differentiation. If you have any challenges or issues, uh, please let us know. Let us address it and not come in doing stuff break things and then force the, the, the Department of Insurance to basically see this is what we're doing. So we, we're a lot more collaborative on that one. And so far, uh, it's been proving to, to be you know the right choice for us. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. Oralex powers this episode of the Startup Life. Startup Nation, as a podcaster, radio host, and business owner, I know a thing or two about the need for your message to come through clearly to your target audience. The last thing you want when trying to close a big deal over the phone or giving a sales presentation in your conference room is to have the person you are talking to be distracted by either the fact that you sound like you're in a warehouse or an outside noise like a fire truck. Trust me, Startup Nation. I know this all too well from experience. And that is why Oralex has your back. Oralex Acoustics creates professionally tested products that you can trust in a commercial space or at home. Better office acoustics improves intelligibility when video conferencing or generic conversation reduces stress and helps build a proactive work atmosphere. From a home studio for my content creators to your office space downtown, your gear performs better in an acoustically treated room. Trust me, you are in good hands with Oralex as they are the number one brand in acoustics, providing trusted solutions for over 40 years. 
Also, you can download the Oralex Acoustic Treatment mobile app in the Apple or Google Play Store to give you specifically designed and instantaneous recommendations for various room types. Go to Oralex.com and use the promo code STARTUP in all caps for 10% off your entire order. The link is there in the show notes if you are listening to the replay on the podcast. So if you are ready to stop sounding like you're having a sales meeting in the sports arena, go with Oralex. Professional audio made simple. Tresla powers this episode of The Startup Life. Okay, Startup Nation, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Tresta. Tresta is an app for iPhone and Android that lets you do business calling and texting from anywhere. I know so many entrepreneurs that are still using their, their personal phone number for business calls. It can get complicated drawing the line between your personal and professional life. Startup Nation, this is the best business phone app out there. Whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system, Tresta is totally flexible and can grow with your business. And it's all unlimited. Calling, texting, and all of the powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more for just $15 per user per month. With Tresta, there's no contract and you don't need any special hardware, just your smartphone you're already using. Tresta is easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself, all online avoiding all the hassle and high overhead costs of setting up a traditional business phone system, which is important because as entrepreneurs, we are always trying to cut cost and time. They're often a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash startup life. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com forward slash startup life. The link is there in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. Tresta, business communication simplified. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. But, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this because, you, like I said, you, you do a great job of, of, of talking to your customers and, 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 and educating them uh, and, and calling them customers as opposed to policyholders. So I'm curious about the internal part of Hippo. No, because uh, Startup Nation, Hippo expects to increase his employee count by 100 people uh, this year. So talk about the culture behind Hippo and, and the type of culture you try to bring uh, within the workplace. Yeah, culture is something which is front and center. And I mm-hmm. think every every entrepreneur that is in a growth environment needs to really, really put a lot of thought into that because right. the companies keep on changing and evolving. Now, there are basically uh, two main things that we basically learned. The first one is you need to be very, very clear with what are the core aspects of your culture. And it cannot be 20 because every, I hate looking at a, at a credo of, of companies and every company is we break things. We move fast. We're accountable. We're right. customer centric. And then if I can change the logo on the left from uh, GE to Bank of America to Epo Insurance, then I haven't done anything. Mm. And it basically every company wants to feel the same thing. You need to be very, very uh, directional on what are the comp- what are the components. So for us, we believe uh, we, we set it up that we're a family-oriented place, and family-oriented place is, means that we take care of our customers as family, we take care of our employees as families, we take care of uh, you know of our partners as family, and and what does it entail? Because you can say that, and everybody says that, mm-hmm. and 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 it basically entails several things. One, the important thing about values and about culture is that. It's not talk the talk, it's walk the walk. Right. So whenever it is a choice, you need to make sure that you're making the right choice that adheres to these guidelines. So we had all kinds of incidents where, you know, a family, basically a, a team member 
had an issue at home, God forbid, a divorce, some issue in the family, uh, injury, things of that sort, we always take priority. We uh, we basically said, listen, fine, we'll give you uh, payments before, we'll give you a loan, just take care of yourself, stay at home, do whatever you need. The second thing is, I always want employees to put their family above the company. What mm-hmm. I mean is if your girl has a recital, right. go to this recital above the company. It's more important because God forbid you're going to make the wrong choices after a while and you're going to be basically detached from your family. I have two kids. I want to be an involved dad. I'm running a company, but I'm still making sure that as much as I can, I'm going to be home for dinner. And I think it's very important for me that all of the employees are going to do the same thing. For sure. Everybody in the company has equity. Everybody. It doesn't matter if it's the cleaning lady or, or if it's the CFO. Everybody has equity. Not the same equity, but everybody has a component of equity in the company and the owners of the company. Super mm-hmm. important to us. Right. Now, there's also the flip side of that. So if we treat people as, you know, as family, we're expecting them to act as adults. Hence, I don't want to manage people actively and see what's going on every day. If you, go, if you went home, to the recital, which is completely fine. Just make sure that you are not, you know, that you're doing the work that you were supposed to do. You're not right. smacking off. Of course. And I don't want to, that's the other side of it. So it cannot be that one-sided without doing the, the other side of it. And that's how we act. And so that's one. You need to be very, very specific on 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 this component. Mm-hmm. Second point, uh, beside, you know, being specific and, and basically walk the walk is, the way that you infuse basically the culture on a growing company is by infusing it in the DNA. Because at the beginning, I used to hire all of the people and I used to interview everybody and I used to have a veto and stuff like that. But that cannot work when the company has 300 people. So I need to make sure that the people that report to me, the people that report to them, basically the, the new hiring manager have the right DNA that the people that they're going to hire underneath them are going to have the same values, the same kind of culture fit to the company. So most of the time is educating them and making sure that the people that you hire have the same values and the same skills and the same competencies and the same component as, as what you are, because otherwise it's, it's going to never scale. Right. Right. Thank you for sharing that. No, and, I, and I appreciate that transparency, but I want to ask a quick follow up because let's say you have somebody uh, uh, in the organization and, and they have that equity and they're working for you and they say, you know, and, and they do start to slack off. What does that coaching up look like? You know, what does that corrective action look like to you, Asaf? I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's about being very direct and clear. Gotcha. You, you, take, you, you take the person for a chat and you say, dude, Look at what's going on. <laughs> right. Uh, I think you've been slacking off. You've been slacking off. You need to come up with concrete examples of this thing. Mm. You first let the person react. Maybe something happened. Maybe they, they have a, a real reasoning. You need to hear if, it's, if some, someone owns it and commit to change or if they're just trying to give you excuses, which is a very different thing. Right. If, if you believe that the person can change and do the stuff, and move forward, then you, you schedule something to keep on monitoring and you let them, you give them all of the option to basically turn around and change. And if they're not, then we're parting ways. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a company. Right. Uh, if, if you're slacking off, basically means someone else needs to pick up your slack 
And this is something we just can't live with. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Startup Nation, uh, uh, Hippo is growing. Just uh, just not too long ago, a few weeks ago, they announced a $150 million Series E funding round, valuing it at $1.5 billion in an up round. And an IPO may be on the table. So, Asaf, I know you're not going to break any news here on the startup life. I, I, I'm I'm quietly aware of that. That's cool with me. But if when you're talking about uh, possibly IPOing and other options and stuff like that, you know, what are some of those things to uh, kind of to consider uh, whether you go I, do the IPO, don't do the IPO, go a different direction. Just kind of talk about what that conversation and what those decision points look and sound like. As you said, I can't, you know, there's not too much to share in it. Of course. But the thoughts that's coming, but the thought that's coming into this thing is, is, is on several fronts. Mm-hmm. On one side, every company that is venture-backed needs to understand there needs to be an exit scenario because the shareholder needs to get paid at some point. Of course. So it's something that is always in the back of your mind that you need to, to, to make sure how you take care of the shareholder. The second thing, an IPO is not the end, the goal. It's just a mean. It's right. a mean to get funding, to be public, to have public equity, to give liquidity to some people. But on the same time, uh, when you're public, you have a way tougher threshold to deliver. You you start to move on to a quarterly basis. The reporting needs to be a lot tighter. Right. You need to make sure that you can actually forecast and over-deliver. Uh, you know, every... Every dirty laundry has a tendency to go out way faster in a public company. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just the, the scrutiny of the company is very, very different. The role of a CEO changed. The role of a CFO changed. You need to make sure that the company is completely ready to go through that transition, and it's the right timing. For sure. Uh, and it's something that, you know, we, we, it's always on the table and it's always being evaluated. And what is the thing? It's just the right time. It's not the right time. Right. Should we keep on staying private because we have big moves that we want to do on the private and we don't know whether they're going to pan out? Right. Or do we think the best outcome is to go out? And it's an ongoing discussion and it's a very healthy discussion with the board. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it can change. It cannot change. It, you know, my job is to prepare the company that whenever it's needed, if we want to turn on the switch, we're going to have the optionality to actually do that. For sure. For thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad you said that because uh, we have many people who write into the show and we have discussions with and they say, oh, I'm trying to IPO and this and the other. But they only think about the, you know, the, 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 the influx of cash that's about to come into the, co- the company. But they don't think about everything you just said that is a different responsibility. The, the role of the CEO changes. The role of the CFO changes. There's more scrutiny, uh, you know, coming from the street and beyond, uh, mind you. So I'm so glad you said all of that, Asaf. No, sure. I think it's uh, that's why it's something that we don't take lightly. Absolutely. We that- really uh, need to think, to think and consider every point. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much. Once again, Startup Nation, we're actually wrapping up with Asaf Wan, co-founder and CEO of Hippo. So look, man, you talked about your your, your beautiful kids. What do you hope that they uh, kind of learn from you on your path to entrepreneurship? And what do you think your ultimately your legacy will be? Big question, I know. Big question, I know. It is a big question. I, you know, I, all I can I can say is that when I wake up in the morning, I'm trying to, to be the best man I can and make the best choices. For sure. And this is what I want to instill in my kids. Right. If they're making the right choices, if they have the right values, if they're, they're, they're positive citizens of the world and they bring value to the world, I can't ask for more. 
I don't want them to go in my footsteps. They should go in their footsteps and whatever, you know, makes them, you know, basically whatever makes them the best people that they can be. That, that's very simple. And that's what I'm trying, you know, basically to be. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. And before I ask the last question, I just want to say thank you so much, brother, for coming on the Startup Life. We definitely appreciate all of your insight uh, and your knowledge. But I'm actually going to turn this last question over to you. You know, kind of pretend that Startup Nation is in your, is in your morning huddle and they're feeling a little discouraged given, you know, uh, everything that's going on around us, man. If you would give some words of encouragement to take us out for the day, if you don't mind, good sir. Yeah, no, I think I think there's no better time than today to start a company. You have uh, uh, there's actually an abundance of, of capital out there. You have probably the best talent available right now. You can make an impact in people's lives. The rest of the costs are actually a lot more manageable. You know, you work from home. There's no rent. A lot of the services are going to be semi-free. This is probably the best time to start a company. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking of the time to start a company, my guess, it's going to be one of the best times to basically start a company. And I think, bizarrely, a lot of the best companies we're going to see in the next 10 years are going to be funded in 2020. I hear that. Thank you so much. Great insight there. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. We want to once again thank Asaf Wan for coming on the show. A.W., thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. Okay. Thanks for having me. No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new Startup Blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.